This is the Greatest Story Ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to the Greatest Story Ever podcast, where I, Keith Conrad, am on a mission to collect the craziest, most unbelievable life experiences people have ever had. There are three Bolivian boys I'd like to chat with. See, they decided it was a good idea to let a black widow spider bite them earlier this month, thinking it might turn them into Spider-Man. Believe it or not, they didn't gain the proportional strength of a spider. They didn't shoot webs or swing from skyscraper to skyscraper. All they got for their efforts was muscle pains, fevers, tremors, and a trip to the hospital. The boys, ages 12, 10, and 8, had been prodding the Black Widow with a stick. Oh, that's always a good idea. Hoping it would bite them and give them superpowers. Yeah, 12 seems a little old to be thinking you're going to turn into Spider-Man, doesn't it? Also, the critical element missing was obviously the radioactivity. Maybe put the spider in a microwave for a little while. Uh, On second thought, don't do that. I don't like spiders, but that's just me. Don't put them in a microwave. Their mother found them crying and rushed them to a nearby health center. They were given a serum for their bites and ultimately discharged a few days later. According to National Geographic, a black widow's venom is believed to be 15 times stronger than a rattlesnake's. Most humans won't die from it, but the uh, venom can be especially lethal to small children, the elderly, and the sick. One person who would never poke spiders with a stick to get superpowers, or put them in the microwave for that matter, is uh, my friend Dan Levy. You may, uh, you may know Dan from around uh, radio in Chicago, and from his own podcast, The Levy Cast, available wherever you consume your podcasts. Dan has a fascinating story about the time that he was overwhelmed by a hunger that he couldn't deny. Okay, so when I was, was, picture it, United Center, 2010. I was on, I was still covering sports actually for WIND when uh, Marcus let me just go out just to keep my credential going. But I was teaching at the Illinois Center for Broadcasting in Lombard, but I wanted to go hit a, uh, it was the Bulls and the Magic at the time in Orlando. For some reason, it was a big game because Dwight Howard was huge and he wasn't, he was talking about getting traded and people thought he might come to the Bulls and whatever. So I go to the game and I'm starving. I went right from Lombard to the United Center and starve and starve. And I missed the freaking dinner and the whole game goes on. I'm like, God, I'm starving, but I don't want to spend like, you know, 20 bucks on a burger. Yeah. You don't want to spend like stadium kind of money on this. No, you don't want to spend stadium money. So you're just like, you know, all right, I'll, you know, I, I, at that time I lived like two blocks from the stadium. So I was like, all right, you know, maybe I'll hit a McDonald's on the way home or one of those places, or maybe I just eat something at home or, you know, whatever. And game ends. And it turns out the Orlando Magic, they really like to, when they come to the United Center at the end of their, uh, the game, they like to have it catered by Lou Malnati's. And Lou Malnati's, I mean, there were two, giant tables that went from the length of the actual locker room. Like locker rooms are usually like semicircles around mm-hmm. it. I'm sure you've seen them on TV, but they're like giant semicircles. And it was I don't I, I'm not joking when I say this. It was eleven s- different stacks of different pizzas, plus with all the pasta, the chicken wings, salads, breadsticks, I mean everything like Italian beef, everything that Lumanati can cater, they had to the nth degree. So it turns out they also had a flight like right after, like right after the game. So 
we all go to the locker room and I see a player's name is uh, <laughs> Richard, Richard Lewis. We all gather around him because he was one of the big players of the game. And we all gather around and he looks at me and he goes, I know you're hungry. And he just says that to me like in front of everybody. <laughs> and everybody starts laughing. And he's like, you know, you can have this food, brother. I, I can see you're hungry. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm good. Everyone's laughing. And I was like, I'm, I'm cool. You guys, you know, take it with you. I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. So they're all laughing. And I've had, I had a pretty decent relationship with Dwight Howard. And, you know, when he came out, you know, the shower, like one of the last guys, he goes, and he called me Bam Bam because he thought I looked like, he thinks I look like Bam Bam Bigelow from the wrestling days. And he comes out, he's like, Bam Bam. And everyone looks over, he goes, you know, you're about to eat all that pizza, right? And I was like, I'm not. Because, you know, you don't want to be that guy in the media that <laughs> slamming their food. You know what I mean? It's like, you yeah. know, I, I don't think the team would like that. And, you know, I was like, oh, man, I'm good. I appreciate it. And they go, are you sure? We got to throw all that food out. So it's either going in your stomach or it's hitting the garbage. I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm good. I appreciate it. So the media, they're all laughing at me. So, and I so walk literally, back this is me. an NBA team, like, like being your grandmother saying, oh, no, eat, yeah. eat. No, 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 and, and you know, you're trying to be like, you know, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm just trying to get audio and, you know, just do the thing to, you know, keep my head around and yada, yada, yada. So the game, you know, then it ends and I, I go to the media room and everyone's, you know, roasting me like, oh, man, like, you know, you really, you're hurting for a meal and they're taking shots. Like, yeah, whatever, man, I'm, I really am starving, so I'm going to go, I'm, I'm out of here. So I grab my stuff and as I do that, the ball boy goes, Levy, come here. And he walks me right back into the visiting locker room. And in that locker room, Keith, was me, three ball boys, three ball boys, two security guards, Marcin Gortat, who's like a seven-foot like Polish basketball player who was playing for the Magic at the time. Mm-hmm. And they welcomed me in like it was a cult meeting. <laughs> I walk in there, and we're all sitting around this table, kind of like that scene from the Goonies where they're all looking at the buried treasure from Wide Willie, and nobody takes anything yet. And at the end, Mikey goes, what are we waiting for? Take what you got. And they looked at me and they go, you ready? And I was like, let's do it. I swear to God, man, we crushed all that food. And I'm talking like I had like three deep dish slices in each hand, slamming it, <laughs> chicken wings. I mean, it, it is like, and even the the basketball player was like fist pounding me because it was just like a heavenly moment where I'm just slamming this food. That, now wait a minute. What, what was the one basketball player doing there? Was, did he get cut? He, had, he hadn't got on the plane yet. I guess he was just sitting there with us. He just happened to be sitting there, but there was nobody else in this locker room. I mean, it was like a vacant locker room. Like the lights were pretty much off. It was like maybe one light was kind of blinking, <laughs> and they all just looked at me like, like, "You ready?" And I was like, "All right, let's do it." And I slammed. So I mean, we just. I mean, I crushed this food. Slammed it. Slammed it. Slammed it. And at the very end, I walk out of that locker room. And they're all like, man, Levy, I bet you wish you could have eaten that pizza. And I looked at the, the basketball player, Marcino, he walked down. And he's just like, we're laughing. I'm like, I don't want to see pizza for the next 24 years. Okay, so that begs the question, have you had pizza since? I, I, I'm guessing you got over it. Yeah, Of course. But in that moment, I was like, I want no part of that anymore. But it was like, I was so hungry. And I was like, it was almost as if it was like, a drug addict is really, really trying to go to like a meeting and not trying to do anything of that nature. And then all of a sudden he walks into a room and there's nothing but pounds and piles of like drugs and cocaine everywhere. You're like, all right, there's nothing I can do. The world's pointing me this way. Well, I mean, the good news is you got a free meal out of it. You didn't have to have to worry about not that. Not only did I get a free meal, man, but it was like, it was the eaters of the eaters in that room. It was 
unbelievable. And it was like an unspoken, like, let's do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would imagine like uh, the ball boys, they're, they're probably not getting paid a huge uh, amount of money. So that was probably a, a highlight of their week. No, and usually the ball boys don't really say much to me. I mean, I, a couple of them knew me because uh, we were doing the Howard Stern channel at that time. But, uh, you know, the we had our show. So a couple guys, you know, when they started hearing me on that, and that was like right around the time our show started. So the ball boys, I kind of knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, they, they hadn't really, they were just starting to be like, oh, you're the guy from the Stern channel. And then, like, when that happened, it was like, it was unbelievable. You, you mean when you talked, uh, they recognized your voice? Imagine that. Well, you no, know, they, they knew me. They knew I was a radio guy. And then all of a sudden they, they put, because we, they had bust my balls about doing, covering games and not really recording stuff. Because at the time I was just, I mean, when I was doing stuff for Q101, I wasn't exactly getting audio. I was booking athletes. Mm-hmm. And then when I was doing stuff for IND, I would just grab some audio, make some raps and send it to Mike Scott. He would just throw it in like his morning show stuff and. It was pretty much me just going, run. the Chicago Bulls are uh, down three games to one in the playoffs against the Miami Heat. And then you hear LeBron James say something like, oh, LeBron and the Cavaliers look to tie it up against the Bulls. Next game's on Friday. From the United Center, Dan Le- you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, now Easy I assume, now, now you said this was 2010, so I assume that, uh, you know, like like back when Shaq was with the Orlando Magics, like that, uh, the Orlando Magic, uh, that wouldn't have happened because he just would have eaten the whole thing by himself. Well, I thought those players would have done it too. But a lot of those guys at this point, you know, they're all you know healthy, you know, healthy and blah blah blah. And I mean, I think one guy, I think one of the point guards who didn't play had like a little plate of it. He's just like, man, this is too filling. We're about to get on a plane, you know. And they just yeah. played a huge game. So I, I think it was just like, I don't know, it was just something they did. But it was just literally, you walk in a room, nothing but on Hotties deep dish, thin crust, everything, and it was like every kind of pizza you can imagine. Oh, so they had thin crust too. That that's that's kind of cheating. Well, no, it was both. I mean, it was yeah. like you know a little something for everybody. I was like, I don't understand why we have a little. I don't know why we had so much food here that wasn't going to get taken down. But who am I to challenge the powers that be? <laughs> Clearly, I mean, it was it was meant to be. So so I bet you know like NBA, you're playing what like twice a week, probably. So I could see NBA yeah, players doing that. Four, yeah, yeah. Uh, like if Major League Baseball, you couldn't do that because you're literally playing a game the next day. Um, no way, dude. I will say this. I've been in a lot of games and the most I've seen people eat is a baseball is in baseball clubhouses because they're in the clubhouse like six hours before a game. Mm-hmm. So before that game even starts, they are eating so much food, so much food like they have full caters and then the side of the room there's every snack you can possibly imagine Reese's to it's almost like a giant candy store you know there's there's beef jerky there's sunflower seeds there's every kind of food you can imagine is there plus they have a chef cranking it out these guys I mean the Mexican dudes were eating the Mexican food the American guys I mean they were like full like porterhouse steaks getting thrown down in there okay I guess my theory was completely wrong then completely i've never seen <laughs> usually i've been like i mean i mean i've been in a, like you know the bears locker room and stuff and those guys are you know they're not really eating at the end of the game i mean i've never been inside of a you know a, a football locker room before games so i'm not really sure what they're doing before but after the game they're usually like you know maybe there's some like chick-fil-a like outside or some herald's chicken that they just kind of grab like a box and leave well when you sat there with the baseball guys man, they were they were chowing Okay, well, the next time you see uh, Dan Levy walking around uh, 
Chicago, ask him if he wants some pizza. <laughs> First, you have to recognize that I'm sweating from hunger. Then, then, yeah, ask if you want some pizza. And please, if you're going to cover a game and you're in the media, try to get that Orlando Magic one. If you think you can top that story, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail.com. And also remember to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find it. It helps new people find the show, and that just makes me happy. Gabatron.